Blog Talk Radio. Oh, and here we are. These are your two show hosts. I'm going to quit calling us co-hosts. We're show hosts. It's like if you come to somebody's house for a dinner party, you're not the host and the co-host. <laughs> Why have I been doing that? All year long, last year and this year, I've been calling us co-hosts. Oh, for crying out loud. This is one of your show hosts, Dr. Deb Carlin, and... All right. (laughs) We'll just change it up all the way around. And it's Friday. Oh, my goodness. It's Freedom Fridays. And what Dr. Charlie and I talk about here on Blog Talk Radio and the K Factor, where K is kindness and all the factors that lead to it. And we bring you kindness all the time in the way of good thoughts and good feelings and good vibes and our mojo, you know, the way that he and I get to talk with him with one another. And we are also the influencers because when it comes to Freedom Fridays, we really want to influence your thinking and your feeling and your actions about it. And we are a couple of thinking, feeling, action characters. <laughs> and it's the Friday before Valentine's Day. I love this weekend. <laughs> How do you feel about it? It's great. It's usually a lot of pressure for the guys. Yeah, one of my my middle daughter is has actually her birthday is that day. Oh, is so, that right? Yeah, she turns twenty, so it's always uh, I never forget it. Number one, I bet. Number two, it's her birthday, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's groovy. I love that. That is spectacular. You know, you look like you are. Um, August is one of my favorite months. Of course, it's my favorite month during the month of August because I love every month the most while we're right in it. Lucky for me. Um, and it's got that golden tone. So those of you who are hearing us here on Black Talk, on Block Talk Radio, Charlie's got a background today that is really a beautiful golden, and there's an hourglass behind him. And, you know, it's funny because the way that the sand is in the hourglass reminds me of the pyramids. <clears throat> because of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the triangular shape, even though it's upside down. And so it causes me to think about Egypt and ancient times and the ways in which that we say things like, oh, remember simpler times? I don't think there ever was such an era, do you? No. The challenges were present. They were just different, right? Like food and water, right? <laughs> Survival was a lot different. You know, they had other concerns and worries. They, there was going to be a warring army come up over the horizon, right? And all of a sudden we're under siege for absolutely days, 120 days. You don't have all those type of things that are, we have first world problems, right? Yes, we do. For right. The most part. I mean, there are some challenges. I'm not discounting that. However, most people in this country are wealthier than the wealthiest people at that time. Yeah, absolutely. All the things they have access to. I mean, indoor plumbing and air conditioning, (laughs) heating, it's amazing. And those are things we all take for granted. Not to mention we get in our vehicle and get someplace. We we cover 25 miles, right? 20 minutes if we want to. I mean, it's we've got a lot of advantages over that era. For sure. You know, I like it that you put it that way, Charlie, because when you stop and think about it, 
one of the things that that we really do have, I'm a little off the grid here. One of the things that we really do have is the comfort of time for reflection. You know, I don't know that I, I, I would imagine that it's part of the human condition. We want to be reflective about whatever, or we don't, <laughs> and it sneaks up on us, right? I don't want to think about that. There it is. It's in your head. But we do have enormous time for play and reflection, as is evidenced by social media activity. Sure. When people say, I have no time. Really? Because, you know, I admit that I take time every day to be on social media, to check it out, to check in, to make my posts, to read what you know, what does my following have to say in response to something that I've done? So <laughs> when I'm on there, I'm seeing you with no time. You're there, too, a lot. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Right? So true. It's just all about how we allocate, allocate that time. And we have opportunity to allocate our time in other ways than in past times. Right. Because we yeah. spent so much time, yeah. you know, hunting, gathering, yeah. Well, we just go to the grocery store. Yeah, right. Right? And we don't have to pluck the chicken. Right? <laughs> you know, we don't have to do all, all, all the beer. I mean, right. so we can just all package stores. We just run in there and pick it up. And oh my goodness, it right. an hour to go grocery store and stop it. Well, you know, that was a day's work back then. The whole uh-huh. day was consumed with that. And they went 25 miles to visit a relative, the days. Right. For that travel, right? Yeah, so absolutely. we can go zip, zip, and be back home for lunch. And so there's so many advantages to it. But I think that because we have more discretionary time than mm. in the past, it's just so important that we are mindful of that and, and use it in ways. I, th- I think we need to use it one of two ways. Okay. We're either helping ourselves or helping others. Ah. A lot of times we can do both. That's the holy grail. Mm. So if not helping us or helping others, then we're wasting time. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it that we're having all this in the way of our conversation because one of the things that that I think, and I mean, this is how I was raised. My mother was a very celebratory woman. <laughs> so she introduced me to the notion that, you know, there is literally a holiday every single month. So there's a reason to kind of dress up the house and add a couple of colors and there's a reason to have a whatever different kind of meal and, you know, just wrap your mind around things. And I, and I love that for, for February, it's a, it's a number of things, you know, it's black history month. Okay. It's Valentine's day. Okay. And it's also heart month. So if we take all those things and roll them together, and let one theme seep into the next. How about if it's a beautiful month of really focusing on our emotions, the condition of our heart. The condition of our heart is a muscle and is a is a feeling organism tethered to our brain and the things that we're thinking. And how about if we let it infiltrate that we're paying attention to a particular segment of our culture and we're all there to learn and to love one another more deeply and genuinely and have appreciation. Because that's what we've been talking about for the past several minutes is having appreciation for our schedule, having appreciation for our 
amenities in life? <laughs> you know, like how how about if the people who say, oh, I can't believe it, I have to go to the grocery store. Where is it? Oh, it's like right across the street. <laughs> really? Oh, you poor thing. That is so hard. You know, we can we can lament and carry on and do all this nonsense. Cut it out. The real freedom happens when you control your thoughts and you you train your brain and you practice and put them in a good place, right? True. Yeah. It's, it's habits. It right? is. Those, those healthy habits because complaining is habit forming. Yes, it is. You know what? The saga and the drama becomes a lifestyle. I remember years ago when I was in college, so we're, we're going way back now, <laughs> almost, almost 40 years when I was in undergrad the first time. And I remember, you know, young guy and everything. And so Saturdays were great because I didn't have school. I didn't have football practice, you know, nothing. It was just a relaxing day. Yeah. And I used to get up on Saturday mornings, and, and this is in Lincoln, Nebraska, and they had Kung Fu Theater, right? Yeah. And so it's just these B Kung Fu movies. <laughs> maybe not even B movies. Maybe they're C movies, right? It's Kung Fu movies. And so I remember making a joke, and I'd always say, how long do you think it's going to be before the first fight? You know, and, and we would guess, you know, two minutes or 60 seconds. Yeah. And usually it was under 60 seconds, like the movie starts, some guy's walking down the street, and all of a sudden somebody just jumps out and they start fighting. And so that was the joke, is how long was it going to be before the first fight? How many seconds? Oh, my gosh. So sometimes when I, there's people that, that I talk with, they call me or, or I call to check in, and it's like, man, <clears throat> that first 60 seconds, yeah. they're going to start complaining. Yeah. It just, I don't care what we're talking about. Somehow, so we'd be talking about the Super Bowl, then it gets shifted. Yep. How do, how do we make, how do we go from the Super Bowl to the President <laughs> of the United States? Or how do we go, how do we go from talking about a, a class reunion to the economy? You know, like it's just, <clears throat> and so that's, that's for sure. And it's just, it's a habit. And I know that people get in the habit of it, they don't realize they're doing it. And but the reality is that, detrimental to your health and your quality of life. You know what? I'll tell you something. I have been training enough people lovingly, but also insistently with, I'm going to put you on pause. I'm going to put you on pause. Okay. Hang on a second. And, and (laughs) it takes, it takes people a while to get into a different way. But when I'm talking to you and you say, Oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened. And I'll say, what do you, what is it that you want me to know? What do you, what is it? What is it? And then they say, well, it was just horrible. Let me tell you how ugly it was. And I say, you know what? Don't really don't. I don't, I really don't want that in my head, but tell me, how are you? You know, there was an altercation of some sort, something, something. And, and when people decide to go into the graphic detail, I go, just wait. I get it. Okay. I get it. I, but you're painting a picture I don't want in my head, you know, and, and by the way, do you understand that your brain hears what you say and it cements it in there? So when you and I are talking, think about what you're delivering <laughs> to you as well as to me. So true. And I think that we've got to really understand and 
it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to, to really ponder and understand Yeah. that our time is limited. It is. It's limited. And when we have conversations with people, family members, friends, <clears throat> and we've all thought it, I'm sure. <clears throat> Man, I didn't know that was going to be the last time I talked to that person. That's right. 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 No, that's right. We never know. We're never going to know. That's right. And so there's an occasion where, hey, you're coming into a hospital where you know that's it, but that's so rare. Usually, you don't know that's going to be the last conversation that you have individuals. So would you really want that conversation to be one where you were complaining? Right. Exactly. Instead of conveying, I'd rather spend that time, you know, building one another up or specifically conveying how I feel about that individual. 100%. And I, and I love that line of thinking. As a matter of fact, it's, it's interesting because there's, there's a, a host of people who, when we are talking and, you know, a lot of it right now and last year has been phone or zooming. And when they find themselves going adrift and I either sit here and look at them like, what really? Or we, um, are on the phone, they'll say, oh, I know you don't want to hear that. I was just going to go somewhere. I know that you don't want to hear it. And I say, thank you. I appreciate it. Because guess what? Neither do you. It's not healthy. I've been dealing with um, a couple of really interesting scenarios where there are people who, and there's a common theme with people who come to us because they're in trouble. You know, whether you and I are dealing with them as a, as a patient of some sort or a client or a customer, because you and I both do a lot of different things in, in terms of well-being and, and caring and guiding in, in a business sense or in a health sense or personal relationships. And um, there's always an element of people, and it's, it is 100% lamenting, focusing on the cock-a-doodle-doo as opposed to the zippity-doo-dah. I've been, as a matter of fact, I've been having a great conversation. I want, I want your take on this. I don't know if this man will ever listen to these episodes, but if he does, this will crack him up. We're on the phone. We've been friends for years. I mean, not a decade, but, you know, probably close, like maybe about seven years or something like that. Anyway, we're talking on the phone, and he goes, I just have to tell you something. And he gets real quiet, and he says, I just have to tell you something. I hear a lot of sugar. But where's the salt? <laughs> and I said, what? What? What are you? What? And he said, you are so sweet. I mean, you really are. I mean, come on. Don't tell me that you never get grumpy. And I said, not so much. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's not a, a core part of my personality. Now, can I be wretched and get really gritchy and, you know, like something really aggravates me? Not very often. I mean, you know, anything that's there's there, I'm going to start immediately starting to process it. I just don't want to waste the time. It's like what you were saying a few minutes ago. And I said, look, you know, if this is our last conversation and one of us goes away, I want us to always have lovely you know, in, in the way of recollections and, and people do this all the time, you know, that, that they, they live in, in regret and despair. And instead of making the next conversation with the next person, lovely and yummy, they're lamenting about it. 
So anyway, this this has been going on for about a week and a half. So every time I talk to him, <laughs> I try to be salty. And he says, it's not working. <laughs> it's so interesting because it's based on your mindset, right? Right. So you're always looking for, so we are always looking for opportunities for the bright side or Hey, yes. Uh, here's what I can do. Right. Here, here's the positives. Here's the blessings. We are kindred spirits, Charlie. We're looking for those things where, where folks on the other side of the spectrum are always looking for what's wrong, what went wrong, what, you know, all <clears> those <throat> things. And so I always want to get better. Yes. But the first thing I thought was, hey, that was great or this was good. And, you know, last week I missed the session because I had a funeral to go to. Yes, I missed you, and I was I prayed for the whole group you were with. Yeah, I really I really appreciate that, and you know it was. Uh, I've been to a lot of funerals. Me too. And because I believe that, you know, I wasn't raised this way, of course, because my dad didn't believe in going to funerals, but I had a I had a manager at UPS that took an interest in me. Okay. And taught me a valuable lesson about hearing me speaking about it one day. Okay. And sharing my thoughts about not going to funerals, <clears throat> hocus pocus and all this. I was probably twenty three. Hocus pocus? Yeah. And he hocus told me over pocus. And said, Hey, a couple people were talking about a funeral they're going to and so I chimed in. And he overheard the conversation. So he called me over and he said, Hey Charlie, I couldn't help but hear overhear the conversation. Uh oh. And that and that you don't go to funerals. Yeah. Why? What do you ask me? Yeah. And so of course I'm thinking to myself, I didn't want to say, Well, because my dad said, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not, that's not a good answer. Why? Well, I said, Well, I don't like to go. <laughs> he said, Charlie, no one likes to go. Right. Right. So let me tell you a story. He said, when I was in high school, my best friend's father passed away. Yeah. And I didn't go to the funeral. A <sighs> 20-year class reunion. He told me it really hurt him. Yeah, people remember. They remember. He said, so ever since that day, I've never missed another funeral. So I've had that, and I've been speaking, you know, professionally for 10 years. And so... When there's ever an opportunity in training to talk about how to support your family members or friends or people, team members, that's one of those critical times to show up. And I've always encouraged it, you know, for a decade. And I've been, I remember when I was at FedEx and I had 150 people reporting to me. Yeah. If you have that many people reporting to you, you're going to go to a lot of funerals. Yeah, you are. Right. Dozens and dozens and dozens of funerals. I've spoken about this hundreds of times yeah. in presentations. But you know what? Right. Friday was the first day that someone showed up just for me. What do you mean? And I mean, I'm telling you what. It's one thing to know about it, to show up for other people and to talk about it. Yeah. But when you're on the receiving end of it, right? it's a whole different level. And I remember just it was tough because there's someone I grew up with, really? right? We're like brothers, yeah. the same age, played on the same football team, track team, basketball team, all these things we did together. Yeah. Movies, dinners, lunches, breakfast. We did so much together growing up. Yeah. But now they're gone. 
Oh, that that was that was who passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so my cousin told, I didn't want to go to the funeral because I didn't want to see him in the coffin. Yeah. Didn't want to see it. So I'm thinking to myself, but I got to go because family and I want to support them. So I had, so here's my plan. I said, I'm going to go. I'm not going into the chapel. I don't want to see him in that box. I'm going to stay in the lobby and I'm going to get there early. And that way I get to greet the family and hug everybody and talk to everyone. But once that service starts, I'm leaving because I don't want to see him in that, in that box. Yeah. Then I get to call the, his wife wanted me to be a pallbearer. Oh. <laughs> Guess what? The universe <laughs> said, you're going, buddy. You're going in there. Not only are you going, but now the universe is telling you, you're going to do the heavy lifting. Heavy lifting. Heavy, heavy lifting. Lift. Yep. I'm glad you said that. That's a great point. Yep. Heavy lifting. Yep. And, you know, I had to walk past the casket. So, anyway, I'm standing there. Oh, Charlie. I'm standing there like, I'm in a weak moment, okay? Yes. No, 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 no. You're in a moment of ultimate vulnerability, not weak, because you are magnificent. That you said that you, when you, oh. Yes. Vulnerability, I'm standing there. Yes. In the church field, before the wake's about to start, the wake is the hour before, then the funeral is an hour. And as a shadow comes, next to me, and I look over, and it's a, another friend, right? Someone yeah. that I played high school football with. As a matter of fact, we both got scholarships, University of Nebraska, played college football together. We have lunch once a quarter. I told him about it, but I did not expect him to be at that church. Wow. Guess what? He was there. He showed up. And he's a large man, you know, 6'3", probably 280 pounds. You know, he's put together. And I can't tell you what that meant to me. Yeah, I think you are. I can I can see it in your face and hear yeah. it in your voice. You know, and he hugged me, and, and guess what? You start crying. Well, I got courage. Yeah. Oh, I right. love like that. Strengthened. Yeah. It was the highlight of the day. Oh, I love that. And uh, I can't tell you how much I needed that. Yeah. And then I got, then I knew, because there's been so many people that have hugged me in tears and said, you just don't know what this means to me. And I didn't. Now you do. Now yeah. That now is beautiful for you to share that. So it was amazing, and I'll never, and you know what? What? I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. That's right. I'm not thinking about, you know, miss my cousin. It's unfortunate, but my lasting thought is not him in that casket. My yeah. lasting thought is my friend showing up. Isn't that amazing? You just put a whole nother spin on why it is we need these ceremonies and why we should all go and participate because we never know the beautiful impact that we're going to have on another human being. What a grand opportunity. Does that gentleman know what it is that he did for you? Do you think? Well, I came home and I made a, um, a video while I was just fresh in my mind and I posted on LinkedIn. Oh, you it was on did. Saturday, so, oh. But I posted on LinkedIn and he saw the post. Did he? So, but I still, I haven't called him yet. I just, I don't know if I could, you know. Yeah. Um, you don't need to, Charlie. Yeah. Yep. 
Here's one of the beautiful things about timing. And 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 it's been it's been a it's been a really uh, challenging long journey lesson for me because I I I'm big on contact and I want I want a lot of contact <laughs> I want I want a lot of stuff going on like I love it that we're in here every week and then I want to talk to you on Tuesday you know <laughs> and both of us are busy so you know we come in here on Fridays but what I've learned is to leave people be on their pace. My pace is different. My stride is mine. And so what, what the, the steps and the distance between them that I need to make are very different from what someone else needs. Right. So if you find the beauty in that, what a blessing, what an absolute beautiful blessing. And, and, and so with him, he knew that's why he showed up. He experienced you. It's why he gave you courage and emitted his into you. And he saw your video without a doubt. I mean, you know. He commented, yeah. Well, there you go. So all the things that, that we have in the way of expectations for ourselves and for others have got a lot of mistaken information right in the middle of them, don't they? They do, but I want to share his comment. Oh, please. Yeah, please do. Four words. Oh. I love you, brother. Oh. Got me again. Oh, I bet. Got me again. Oh, I bet. Yeah, in a good way. It's right. So here's something, too, I want to share. So I picked up my cousin's best friend. He came in town from Memphis. Uh Uh-huh. He's staying at a hotel, and so I picked him up at the hotel, and so we rode together, which was pretty awesome. And I grew up with him, too, but that was my cousin's best friend. And uh, we're riding, and I said, hey, you know, I've got to, you know, admit something that the last four or five years, you know, I've kind of, you know, Tony and I, you know, we kind of, you know, kind of grew apart. We didn't really have a lot of contact, you know, and I said, I don't know. I said, I text him, call him. He wouldn't return the text or phone calls, and I just stopped at some point, so I don't know. I can think of us having fallen out or anything like that, but, ever, you know, apparently something happened, and right. he said he said to me immediately, no, no, it wasn't you. He said, Tony knew he was in bad health for a long time. Oh, my. He also knew his mother was sick for a long time. He didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want anybody to see it. He said, so even I'm his best friend. And he said, it was hard for me to get a hold of him. Wow. And wow. I came into town, he might come and have a beer and he'd leave immediately. Like he didn't spend time with me anymore. He said, so it had nothing to do with you. So I called another friend that we grew up with. He couldn't make it. He's in a, out of Texas, Houston. He is on the road working in the television. And I called him and I told him how the funeral went. And then I told him. <coughs> Man, I, I'm glad you said that. He said, because I thought the same thing. I thought Tony was mad at me. Mm-hmm. He said, I, you know, remember you guys came out to the races in NASCAR. And he said, I thought I, I must have said something. I said, no, man, we had a great time. You gave us tickets. You know, we got to come under the food tent and fed us. It was a great day. Wow. There was nothing you did to say. He said, well, I said, <coughs> think of it. I must have said something that day. No. So that was a relief for him. <clears throat> but the thing about it, if, if I hadn't participated in that event, at the conversation with his best friend, I would have went to my grave thinking that the 
there was a rift between me and my cousin. My friend, other friend, would have went to his grave thinking right. that there was a rift. Yeah. When there wasn't. Right. So that was another unexpected benefit because uh. I just felt lighter uh. afterward because I didn't I just didn't want to have that, hey, we didn't have that. Right, right. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things, and and this is uh, tied into the theme of the month and this weekend about love, and I think that Valentine's Day, for me, it's just a perfect opportunity to, you know, be sugar (laughs) and and to let all kinds of people know the love that's in our hearts, that's beautiful, and just tell people that that you really love them, that you really care. And when I think about that, and I think about what you're describing, I think of all the applications of our words, our presence, our emotionality that make a difference for people. And we often don't stop and think about it, right? So yesterday hit me in an interesting way, in, in, in the way of uh, something to share. You know, I live on the lakefront. The water is ice cold. I mean, the proof is when you look out there, <laughs> there's a lot of ice. And then when there's waves, what happens is the, the waves wash up, push the ice a section of the lake and shove it onto the shoreline. So we have these huge mountains of ice called shoves. And I wake up yesterday morning to um, men's voices outside my windows. Now I'm about 20 feet up from the ground, which is lovely. It's perfect. High enough that you're not at ground level. And so the security is amazing. But I look out and all I see is just the yard and the water. And there are these men walking around the yard. And they are rescue workers. And there are about eight of them. And then there were another three of them. So there were 11 men out there dressed in heavy gear for this frigid temperature, deep snow, and they're tethered together, and they've got an inflatable raft. And I thought to myself, this, dear Lord, is a search and rescue, or actually just a search and discovery. And you know what, Charlie? It really hit me. It captured my heart. It it absolutely captured my attention. And then I, I thought about it, and I was in here, and I'm, I'm all the windows face the water, so I can go from room to room and still keep an eye on things. I snapped a series of of, of uh, photographs because it really I wanted wanted I wanted to do something with it, but um, I got my coffee, and I'm in here, and I'm safe, and I'm warm, and I'm comfortable, and these men are out here risking their lives. And I'm watching them fall and get up, and it's very difficult to trudge through the terrain out there. And after a little while, they're looking around, and some other officials come, and and they go out of sight, and then they come back, and they go away. And a helicopter from the Coast Guard comes over, and I'm and I'm I'm in my mind thinking about this during the day, thinking prayerfully. Someone made a call of concern. Someone's very worried, and it and it and it and it was a it was a there was a warmth in my heart of compassion and empathy for whoever was that person wondering, waiting, worrying, and um, someone was missing. 
for someone. And so I, I went through the day, and finally last night I called our local police department, and I had a conversation with the dispatcher, and I said, look, I really, I'm not a voyeur about this. I'm a concerned citizen, and it was right in my yard. Can you tell me what happened? It turned out that they didn't find anyone past. What they found was an older gentleman who was somewhat not really clear-minded and who was out walking on the ice, and they were able to get him off the ice. So I put together, I I told the dispatcher that I had written, uh, that I had uh, taken snapshots. So he asked me if I could email them to him. So I wrote him a narrative about what the incident meant to me and my gratitude towards the find and towards the men who were out there. Eleven men out there in one way or another, they were putting their lives in jeopardy. For the for the rescue of another human being. So when we think that our that our culture is lost and people don't care, and that you know we don't have enough good people in in any one profession, I witnessed something that was absolutely exquisite: the choreography and the caring. And you know that gentleman took the time to send me a note back and tell me that he had passed it along to the police chief and the, and the fire chief and all the gentlemen would know, and they would share the pictures and my note of gratitude and appreciation through observation. It's amazing. And, you know, it reminded me of something that Mr. Rogers said years ago, (laughs) uh, you know, whenever something bad would happen, his mother always told him to look for the helpers. There you go. Yeah. What a beautiful thing to say. Yeah, to a little kid, it made a huge impression on him. I love that. Well, and here's what my mother would say. No matter how bad it is, there is something in it that you need to discover. And what I say is there's a blessing of some sort, really, truly, because even in the, even in the darkest of times, you know, like I took care of my parents for decades. And there are people who would say, how did you do that? Oh, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, 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 poor Deb. And I say, no, no, enriched woman, girl who found out a whole lot about love and compassion and how to take care for real in a way that really made a magnificent difference on me. I'll never be uh, arrogant about health or life or relationships again, ever, not in me. You know, and you learn a lot about yourself when you're the care provider, don't you? You do. You're right. There's just so many valuable lessons, and we just have to observe them and then really take that in and own that. So, yeah, he gave me a lot of things to ponder today. Now I've got to ponder. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great thing. I love to ponder. It enriches your life. It makes you wiser. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be able to pass you know what charlie i think that every week that we're in here um what we what we create in the way of content is precious i i you know i really i know i say this so often about our episodes but this is yet another one that i think is really important and we ought to do we ought to do a series about it yeah i think you're right it's so important and when we deal with these very difficult things, it 
makes it easy for human beings to avoid of embracing them and immersing yeah. themselves in them. Yeah. And sometimes, like for me, last week, having to be fully immersed in that, I wouldn't trade that day. I wouldn't trade it. Not for anything. Because of what, what it meant. And those kids, his kids, you know, three kids, they're going to remember who was there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They remember. And so I got one of his middle son is um, is a junior in high school, just a phenomenal athlete. Mm. Um, So he'll um, have some opportunities after high school to do some things. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I know a little bit about that. And now I think if I offer some guidance, he'll listen mm. just for the fact that I was there. Absolutely. It's it's amazing the things that we do um, that give us credibility in a person's life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's amazing. And I'm not, you know, I know everyone is not in a place and space to be able to show up in that way. And so I'm not bashing anyone that's not in a place where they can do that. But I'm definitely remembering that I did. Well, here's what I would invite our our listeners into. It's called Freedom Fridays. It's all about kindness, and it's all about influence. And what, what Charlie and I are sitting here doing is sharing our reality and our stories in the hopes that we can infuse and influence something with gentility coming forth from us onto you so that you can find a way to allow yourself the freedom in your mind to not get trapped in there because that's what happened before the 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 event of your of your cousin's uh wake and funeral. You were trapped in your mind and you got set free. You were enabled by the circumstance that you you had no way of knowing until you were there. So it's much like the author says, you don't know what you don't know. So if you give it a chance, and that's why I do the sugar, because if you're sweet and you're really kind, people then open up. They don't know what they don't know until they feel comfortable enough to let it be, you know, to just let it be. Which is so magnificent, isn't it? I love your story because it captures everything about our theme for today and for the month and for the weekend. So true. It is true. true. It is totally true. Yeah. It's amazing. So we're going to have uh, icy cold, more snow, <laughs> wild breezes here in the windy city of Chicago for yet another chunk of time. And you know what? I never mind it. I love it. It's it's there's an excitement about it that just absolutely thrills me, which is nuts. <laughs> Make no mistake, I get it. I really do. But uh, how's it going to be by you? You got snow and all that? Yeah, it's very cold. So this is really unusual. We we haven't had this kind of cold for a long time. This extended 
I think last winter we did below zero. Maybe one day. Maybe. Like Maybe. Fifth, and then came right back up. Right. But for it to be extended below freezing like this, we haven't had it for a long, long time. Yeah. Probably years. Yeah. So, uh, and then it looks like we at least have another four or five days of it, maybe. Wow. Um, and then we've got snow uh, for Sunday, Monday. And then, so, yeah, we've got the week that it's going to be very frigid. And then a week from today, we get back into normal temperatures, which is in the mid, mid to upper 30s. But wow. we've got a, so this will be about a, about a 10-day stretch for us where we've had single digits. And then, like this morning, the wind chill is minus 15. That's funny. Well, I'll tell you what, from like uh, December through March, I'm wearing three and four layers of clothes. I mean, in the house, I've always got on at least two layers. Because I don't, I don't want to be called. I just don't like being called. But you know what? Here's the other part of it that's absolutely beautiful. You learn about how to layer up what's really comfortable and cozy and takes care of your largest organ, your skin, so that you can be, you can be comfortable. And then you're reminded about all the kinds of protection that you need as a human being in nature with the elements and appreciating them. Yeah, I look out the window and I see, you know, there's like 30-foot-high mountains of snow out there, which are amazing. It's just hysterical. Interesting. Well, you know what, Dr. Charlie Cartwright? This has been another great episode for you and I. And um, I think we should wish everybody a wonderful, happy Valentine's experience. Just go and romance everybody in your life, your parents, your friends, your coworkers. Somebody got somebody got a crush on, let them know. <laughs> and uh, have a good one, Charlie, and hang, hang here with me for a minute, okay? All right, you too. Thank you. Yeah, so peace out, everybody.